This is Did You Know, the short and sweet podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs that want to keep up with the latest changes in digital marketing and social media. Learn from two guys that know a thing or two about helping businesses increase sales and exposure, Will Hankey and Andrew McCauley. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 44 of Did You Know? My name's Andrew McCauley. This is the podcast that we talk about all the things that have been happening online, social media, you name it. Today, we have a little bit of a twist. We have a very special guest who has just been to a fascinating place. We'll hear more about that in a moment. But before we introduce him, Will Hanke is here. Hey, Will. Andrew, how are you today? I am great. I'm looking forward to today's show because it's not very often we bring on guests. And uh, people are in for a great surprise because uh, this guest has been... Touring the country, well, maybe one specific <laughs> part of the country, to a very famous uh, event, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what he discovered at that event. Yeah, in a very famous place as well. Very famous place, yes. So uh, we're not going to dig into our usual uh, information session of what's happened in the last two weeks, because uh, there's been a lot, but I think we're going to save it for our next show. We're going to concentrate on what we are talking about today. So, Will, um, I think we'll get started. What do you think? I think we should. Uh, let, let's bring him, uh, bring him in. Can you guys open the door over there and let him in? <laughs> bring him in, fanfare <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. All right, so today's very special guest is Ed Mayuga, and Ed Mayuga has, runs a PR company in St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, Ed, welcome. Hi, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Now, Ed, you have just been to the 2017 Consumer and Electronics Show, which was in Vegas. And uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, just just give us an overview of what that show's like. Is that Was that your first one? Yes, absolutely. It was my first one. And typically when I go to Vegas, just like everybody else, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So... Um, in this case, I'm actually very proud of everything that we did in Vegas because uh, besides gambling or going to shows or anything like that, I had the opportunity to attend the 50th anniversary of the Consumer Electronics Show, which is the world's largest uh, show for electronics geared towards consumers, business, and uh, so on. And this is a worldwide show. It has over 160,000 uh, attendees, over 5,000 booths, and spans three different showroom room floors, which is over 4 million square feet. That is a wow. lot of people, a lot of showroom. I've been to some uh, events in Vegas, and I thought they were pretty big, but that uh, this one dwarfs what I saw. And uh, I have not been to my, I have not been to my first one yet. I'm looking forward to uh, going after speaking to you about it. I'd really want to make sure I visit it. But um, so the Consumer Electronics Show 50th anniversary, essentially, what are they showcasing? Well, um, the idea is to show people in the trades and manufacturing uh, media the latest uh, inventions. Uh, from all the major and not so major consumer electronics firms. So we have everything from LG and Lenovo and Microsoft exhibiting to startups that got Kickstarter or Indiegogo um, uh, funding and maybe just have a product they're trying to show uh, to attendees just to gauge interest and see if they can get people to back them. Yeah. Uh, so it's everything. 
in between. A lot of the products that everybody knows and loves, you know, started out, this was their birthplace. You know, there was, as you said, it comes there. some of these companies bring a concept or a, a uh, what do you call that, a startup idea and they, a prototype and they'll bring it along and, and if the reaction is promising, they'll go and spend some more money on it and uh, go and develop it further. And um, I think a lot of the products, the technological products that we have around the place, uh, in our kitchens, in our lounge rooms, in our cars, uh, everywhere have come from this particular event and it's just staggering. I've been reading what some of the event, uh, inventions or some of these uh, new pieces of tech have been and I'm just blown away about just not even not even the fact that people can build them but just the ideas in, in the first place. Like how could you even conceive that sort of thing let alone um, build that? But uh Give us a couple of uh, fascinating ones that you saw just off off the top of your head there. Well, uh, since I am in public relations and marketing, uh, I looked at it with the eye of what could I bring back and what could I theoretically use. And the, the two products that I was really excited about that uh, coincidentally show up on the top 10 lists of most of the people who attended uh, the CES are camera drones and these are selfie camera drones so you don't need the piloting skills of a 12 year old to be able to fly these things and you know need to spend hours with them uh, but uh, the first one that I was very impressed with was called the hover camera passport drone it's a folding drone about the size of a hardcover book uh, that has uh, four integrated propellers that are protected by blade guards. Uh -huh. And you unfold this uh, hover camera and you merely set it out into space and it hovers. And you can uh, set it up for facial tracking. You can set the distance away from you that uh, you want it to be. You can walk up and down stairs and it will track and follow you. Uh, you could set it up for a 360-degree rotation if you want to show the landscape, or you could set it to orbit, orbit you uh, with you in the center. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So that's uh, so. So it's he says it's size of a book or something like that, and uh, you can just pull it out, get it started, start taking photos. It doesn't matter whether you're on the edge of the wall of the. Grand Canyon, you can chuck it out over the Grand Canyon and it can take some photos. Or on a bridge, on the Golden Gate Bridge, you can do all sorts of things and you don't have to worry about safety. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I will warn you that they are very sensitive to air currents. They don't have very powerful uh, propellers. Uh, but the beauty of it is that you can use it indoors and outdoors. Uh, so you can think of just the application. Uh, say you're a real estate agent, for right. instance. Yeah. You want to give a tour of a house. You don't need a second person to follow you around. You don't need a selfie stick that you're that handicaps you because you're holding it with one hand. You can have this follow you around as you describe the various rooms you're walking through. So I think that's really cool. Wow. So, so you can actually – it will follow you um, – like sort of keep within a distance of you and sort of follow you through a crowd and stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the only thing that would limit it is, you know, air current and, and yeah. uh, battery life wow. uh, to keep it up there. But what I thought was really neat is that you can walk downstairs and because of its facial tracking, it will keep level with you and follow you at a distance. You can ride a bike, a skateboard, 
and it will follow you uh, for as long as its batteries. I'm uh, I'm going to I'm guessing running with the bulls is going to take on a new meaning. <laughs> People have these drones follow them around. That, that is true, and you could do it in 4K if you get gored by a bull. Then wow, all your friends you can, can really see it. Yes, you can really. Yeah, I was just looking at some of the the things. It looks like it's a 13 megapixel camera, and it shoots 4K video. That's pretty wow. sweet for a tiny little thing like that. Now, does this do? Does it do live video at the same time? Uh, I don't think it's connected to like what? Facebook Live. It would actually store it as uh, maybe yeah. an MP4 file that you would have to edit and send up later but yeah i'm sure that uh you know some uh-huh. where down the line they'll add have some add-ons to this yeah really that's next year's ces there'll be a live yeah. live video drone selfies yes absolutely well what they do it's interesting at ces is they make cages uh out on the show room floor it's either like fishing line or they use some sort of netting around it and uh they invite people to walk in and you can interact with these drones and then you know just fly into the wall uh the mesh wall not go anywhere wow so yeah that uh you know the one thing is uh it is a little more expensive Uh, it's about uh seven hundred dollars and then by the time you get all the accessories you probably add another 150 200 dollars to it but i mean just from a content creation perspective you don't need a camera person you don't need a camera operator you don't have to carry the selfie sticks because i think i personally have a bias against selfie sticks i think you should only use them if you're with friends and family but you shouldn't use them in business because it, it looks bad. So this is your selfie drone that is following you. I'm seeing. Uh, I'm seeing wedding photographers going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there'll, there'll be drones around people getting married, and no <laughs> photographer. And they'll take them wherever they want. And... <laughs> yeah. You know, the photographers are just going to have to start adding, you know, flight skills to their resumes. Well, I, I think they. You know what they already are. Well, I think it's funny you say that because I think. I'm starting to see photographers now saying, uh, "I do drone footage. I do drone this, drone that," um, and they, you know, they're going to have to adapt or or die basically because that's where the uh, that's where things are going. That I'm looking at uh, all sorts of things around here saying people saying, "Well, we'll we'll do drone footage for you because it's becoming part of everything that we're doing." That's right. incredible. Yeah, drones. Uh, drones are coming. The drone wars are coming. Yes, absolutely. And the fact that it it is portable, uh, I think that's the advantage. You don't need flying skills. I don't know if you've ever tried to fly a drone. I tried to fly a cheap $50 drone, and I crashed it into a tree within two yep. seconds yep. trying to get it to fly outside. Because uh-huh. it's hard. It is, it, yeah. It's a hard skill. It is. Hard. You're right. It's definitely. So that's, uh, that's well, that's fascinating. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see how that how that uh, evolves over the next couple of years for sure. So those drones, what else? What else did you see? Um, give us a give us another a, a cool thing you saw there at CES. So voice computing and namely Amazon Alexa is uh-huh. going to be a big player. You know, even uh, talking to other people there that had integrated Alexa into um, the cars, into uh, there's a smartwatch now with Alexa. People are surprised by how prevalent uh, Alexa 
is becoming. And to a lesser degree, uh, Google Home, mm -hmm. which is another voice computing assistant. But uh, Alexa, in a big way, is going to be appearing in the Ford Sync 3 automobiles, like the Fusion. And anything that you do with Alexa, uh, with Alexa Echo, you can do in your car. You can ask it to read an Audible book. You can ask it to add things to your um, grocery lists. And because of voice computing being so prevalent now, it's only going to grow in the future. Mm. So uh, I was discussing this with the few other people that I was with, and we think that for the purposes of search engine marketing and search engine optimization, and uh, this relates to what both uh, you, Andrew, and Will do, you're really going to need to find a way to optimize content so that it shows up at the first uh, vocal uh, yeah. search results. Yeah, because we yeah. still really haven't got a good way of searching. Like if we wanted to look at a video, for instance, but we wanted to look for the word drone, inside somebody's video unless it's been transcribed and, and correct me if i'm wrong but there is no easy way to say oh there it is it's at minute 33 uh 44 seconds in um and i think that's going to be something that's going to be and, and as, as what you're saying with alexa and siri and all these other ones that are coming on board um they're going to be creating content and there's going to be files that we need to search for through those files that we're going to have to sort of find, you know, and, and, and SEO, that sort of stuff. Will, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's definitely coming. The other thing I'm thinking about is what about services like Evernote uh, where people are using that as their note-taking? or Is that going to be replaced as well? You know, hey, Alexa, take a note. You know, and then and then all, all of that is done, which, of course, can be uh, used with, services like ifttt yep. you know to get other things done behind the scenes it, that's pretty incredible yeah it's going to be uh i think you're right i think voice uh voice activated and voice recognition stuff that's happening right now is uh really changing the way we do things uh, so i saw more. a statistic uh, that uh said that humans speak at 145 words per minute but only type at 40 words per minute so mm -hmm. just human nature is going to be hey let me just ask this voice computer this machine learning device versus having to type it i mean even typing with your thumbs is tedious so yeah. I mean, we, we know google search has had the option to do that for a fair while i think they've seen it coming and now that they've released their their Google, what, what's their Google product called? That's Google Home. Google Home. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm sure they're spending a lot of money and time and effort in this as well because I think they can see the future of that as well. Yeah. Yeah, my teenagers use uh, the OK Google, you know, on their phone. They use that quite a bit, uh, which I'm kind of surprised by. I, I wouldn't expect them to, but... Uh, you know, I've got one who's always looking at different cars and stuff. And, and well, yesterday we were looking for a gas station. That's the first thing he did. Google, where's the closest gas station? I have a, uh, I, well, I like that. You know, I have a four-year-old who can't type, right? He doesn't, doesn't know words, but he's been using, um, he's been using that feature on YouTube to find the videos that he wants. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, how did you get to this video? Cause it's like got a complex name. And he's like, I just asked Siri or whatever he asked. I think, no, it might have been Google. He asked Google and I'm like, 
get out of here. Seriously? <laughs> so, you know, it, I'm, and also, so I'm wondering if down the track, um, that could be affecting kids' spelling and typing and writing skills because they're going to be so lazy that they're just going to ask <laughs> Siri for it or ask Google or ask Alexa for it rather than actually learn how to type it out in the first place. That's terrific. I see no more math classes. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. yeah. The teacher asks you what's four plus four. I don't know. Just wait a second. Hey, Alexa. <laughs> what's four plus four? That's what Siri said. Yeah. What, how did you How did you come up with this answer? Because I asked Siri <laughs> or asked yeah. Alexa. Yeah. Wow. Hey, that's pretty cool. So, um, wow. Anything else you want to add to that one? Uh, just that I have personal experience with Google Home mm-hmm. and. Just with this limited integration, it uh, integrates with Chromecast, so you can send YouTube videos to it. You can uh, link it with Netflix, but then you can also use uh, smart home devices. So I use Google, uh, use Belkin Wemo mm-hmm. switches, mm-hmm. so it turns on lights automatically, and I can turn it on from wherever. I just view that as convenience. Um, and then mm-hmm. when you add the marketing component to it, because uh, I'm, I'm foreseeing a time when I ask Google Home to do something and uh, it reminds me, oh, by the way, we're having a sale on these additional switches. If you'd like to purchase one, just let me know and I'll have it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got got the Google Nest and they do a little bit of that with me now where they'll send me some other products. uh, They're not smoke alarms. They're the carbon monoxide. Or I guess they are smoke alarms, but they also do the carbon monoxide. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just trying to cross sell me. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, the Internet of Things is uh, certainly going to change our lives in the next five years. That's for sure. But it also creates a marketing opportunity, though, because you're going to have an audience there that's actively engaging with those Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have uh, we're going to have mustard coupons showing up on our refrigerator. When that when Google knows that we're cooking hot dogs. Well, you, well, you know, you, uh, there's already smart fridges that know when your oh, yeah. milk when your milk is low, it reorders it through Amazon Fresh. Yeah, that's terrific. It's like, oh, we just ordered. You know, we ordered your milk. I didn't want any more milk. I was trying to give up. Well, I ordered more milk. We're going on holidays for two weeks. Well, I ordered more milk. I don't want more milk. <laughs> You're right. I mean, the, the refrigerator is the central hub, and uh, there is an Alexa-enabled refrigerator, which you know, prevents you from having to buy an Echo or a Dot or anything like that. It's already there, and it's the place everybody in the family goes. So yeah. it will be the central hub for things, but it has a screen. So you could advertise things. You could use that for marketing. Well, t- tell your kids to clean their room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you see a lot of the Alexa Dot stuff there? Because I know that was a huge seller over the Christmas holidays. Oh, yeah. There are Alexa Dots for things, especially for the smart home and this home control. Um, you know, the Echo does have the speaker, so a lot of people lean towards that. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the the Dot are even smaller. I mean, there's a Martian smartwatch that has Alexa enabled in a watch form factor. So that that's going to be amazing. Yeah. That's wow, cool. Yes. All right, what else you got? What else this give us another thing that you saw that was pretty interesting. 
Just one uh, final thing, uh, and I wrote about this in my blog, is the self-driving cars. And the implications to us as marketers is that we're going to have a captive audience that's sitting in their cars not doing anything because they won't have to drive. They won't have to have their hands on the wheel. Uh, the cars will take care of everything. They'll be like uh, the people sitting at the airport terminals waiting for their flights. They'll right. be commuters. They'll yeah. be the people on the bus things like that, except there's going to be more of them because everybody's going to have a self-driving car. And that presents a great opportunity for us as marketers to really target that population, whether it's by geolocation, GPS, uh, and serve up uh, the type of information that they may be looking for. Yeah, well, we're already seeing, you know, Apple being introduced into cars last year as, as standard, um, and we're seeing the rise of podcasting taking off and people more and more people podcasting and listening to podcasts and, and information on demand and uh i guess with the self-driving cars you don't necessarily need to have your eyes on the road anymore so you can be looking at other things like videos and uh content like that so um you know i think that's we, we, i think we're in a uh, still a crazy creation phase of content right now and uh you're right we're going to have more eyeballs available to watch our stuff yeah, Andrew, we talked a, a while back, not about self-driving cars, but we talked about Uber and how, how they were partnering up with uh, maybe Spotify or somebody yeah. to start delivering content specifically to those cars. Mm. Uh, so we kind of already saw this in the works in, in some sort of way, uh, but very, very interesting. Yeah, well, soon there'll be Uber self-driving cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yep, I can I see the day. It. I can see the day when when you say Alexa, get out my drone and take photos of me <laughs> in this self-driving car, so I can show my friends. <laughs> well, a few of the self-driving cars there um, actually didn't even have a driver's seat. It looked like uh, a restaurant um, bar or a restaurant uh, booth, in really? which case, you just sit around like kind of like a limousine. There's no one really driving. So everyone can just sit there and converse. You could put a TV screen, you could watch things. And, you know, TVs are changing too. Uh, LG uh, came up with a wallpaper TV that you can stick <laughs> to a wall with magnets. And it is as thick as uh, a key, oh, wow. as a house key. Wow. Uh, is thick. And so there's tremendous opportunities for you know getting eyeballs on things and as we all know eyeballs can be monetized so you just have to figure out kind of think out of the box as to what you can do with that yeah really wow <clears throat> fascinating fascinating so that was some of the um the businessy type of applications what were some of the crazy ones that you just thought <laughs> why ah. would they invent that these uh these robots these personal robots that are coming out all over the place, I mean, they're just kind of creepy because they follow you around, some look like humans. Uh, there was uh, one, the Avatar Mate um, iRobot, and he kind of looks like the old Japanese cartoon characters with the helmet, mm -hmm. but then in, at the bottom of the legs, uh, he looks like a vacuum cleaner. Oh. He, he's got feet, but the feet are attached to like a vacuum cleaner and it's designed to be a companion to your kids. And I, I just think that that would scar them for life. Spent <laughs> time with this avatar mind uh, robot. It, it was a little freaky. And, you know, there's all sorts of crazy things. I mean, there are solutions 
there that are looking for a problem. Yeah, I'm sure there are. I'm sure yeah. there are. Everything, like a piece of luggage that follows you around in the airport. Uh, you know, the rollerboards, this is a self-powered one that has facial recognition that will see you and follow you around so you don't have to pull it. Oh, because that's a big problem. Wow. That's a big problem. It's got four <laughs> rollers on it, but then it's got a motor so that it can actually follow you if you're too lazy to actually pull it. So, jeez. Until it, run, until it runs out of battery, then you until it runs out of battery, yeah. have to pull it, and your whole life is just traumatized. I know. Like, oh, you know what I had to do today? I had to pull my luggage. <gasps> you had to pull your own luggage? Wow. Yeah. Um, I saw, I did see you read something about a $12,000 massage chair. I'm not sure yes. why, what it does differently than everything else. But $12,000 is a lot of massage. Did you order one? Uh, for you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, those massage chairs were all over the place. And, you know, we were looking at them and... You know, my, my brother has one that's five years old that does a great job. And, you know, they're not really coming down in price. It's amazing. They're increasing in price. Wow. But, yes, there's a lot of people. I personally did not want to try one out because I'm kind of a germaphobe and people were taking off their shoes <laughs> and getting it. In a sh you can only imagine after yep. about 12,000 people, it would be pretty nasty. But <laughs> um, Now, what about, what about wearables? Did you get to see much wearable stuff coming along? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fitbit is uh, very has a very big presence there, and as you know, they bought Pebble, mm -hmm. uh, which I really like. Pebble, I almost bought one. I'm glad it didn't. Uh, but uh, wearables are really going to be um, the way of the future, and not so much for business. Uh, it's interesting because I was talking to the Samsung people. They have a new Samsung S3, and instead of going for the business market, they're going more towards the fitness market. They're looking at uh, sleep tracking, um, heart rate monitoring, and uh, what's really important is calculating steps. Yes. How many steps taken during it? I use mine every. I use my iPhone just a just a standard app. When, with my iPhone and it's relatively pretty good but um, mm -hmm. I can see the value in this because you know we're all trying to lose weight and you know we're getting drummed in this whole health thing I think it's a great I think it's a great market for them uh, to be doing that one, one of them one of the wearables I did notice or they did talk about was a blood alcohol measurer uh, if you've been drinking alcohol <clears throat> it tells you how much you've had to drink uh, and whether you should be driving and stuff like that. So I thought that was interesting mm. to see something like that that's supposedly pretty accurate. Yes, and you know, uh, for a safety for safety purposes, I think that those type of things are are needed. Mm. But that's such a small niche market. If yeah. you think about the the people that are going after the general. Uh, public like Samsung, LG, I mean, they're really targeting uh, fitness and calorie tracking. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. Excellent. Ed, thank Ed, you very much. Is there any other thing that you want to – oh, uh, Will, did you have something you want to add there? I was just going to ask, did you see any wearables that were just ridiculous and no reason to actually be wearing? <laughs> well, there are – 
you know, uh, there are some that have integrated cameras, which, you know, they've always had, but, you know, they've got 4K cameras uh, integrated into these things. And I, I'm asking myself, why do you need a 4K camera on your wrist when you actually have one on your phone? And you would get much better shots with out that you don't need that much resolution on a tiny camera and um, I, I also want to add that uh, there is an entire section of the CES halls where it has the Asian manufacturers the Asian manufacturers knock off everything that was the hot tech from the year before <laughs> and they sell them in huge lots like uh, Beats headphones so uh, exact replica of Beats headphones down to the ear cups and the drivers and everything like that. I asked one of these Asian manufacturers uh, how much it would cost with my own silkscreen logo on it. And she said, well, you know, for a quantity of a thousand, it would be $2.77 each. <laughs> and I said, so these are exactly like the Beats headphones. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We they, in essence, come from the same factory. They just don't have that little silkscreen B on the wow. ear cups. Yeah. But you could buy the exact same copy for $2.77 and put your own logo on it. So I'm like, well, heck, if you wanted to do some sort of marketing promotion for your best customers, you could buy some of these and give them out. And they'll think you bought them $150, $200 headphones. It's one of my favorite shopping places in the world, the back streets in Asian shopping centers whether it's yes. Hong Kong, China, or Thailand, you name it, it's there. <laughs> it's there, yeah. and it's just as good as the real stuff. <laughs> it comes from the same factory in uh -huh. a lot of cases. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Wow, Ed, that's uh, pretty amazing. I think you've convinced me. How long did you spend there uh, this year? So I spent four days, wow. and I thought four days of being there from 9 till about 5 o'clock when I couldn't walk anymore and I had blisters each day would be enough and we did not we spent no more than two minutes in any one booth and we still didn't cover it all so really? it's that it is that huge and when we calculated at the end of the week we had walked uh 25 miles <laughs> is that with just, is that using one of the new fitbits or one of those new apps <laughs> that was that was with fitbit amazingly and my feet were killing me and i i had blisters and you know i'm pretty decent shape i'm like oh my gosh it wow. is just and if you can imagine it's just a wall of people wherever yeah. you go uh -huh. it's packed so wow it's amazing you know next year you won't have to do any math you'll just <laughs> ask alexa how far you walked right exactly <laughs> well you'll be telling your drone go and check out those yeah. aisles and those aisles and come back and give me a report alexa thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you do go, I recommend, I mean, taxi, the taxi lines were easily 200 people deep mm. at any time. Yeah. Uh, the shuttle buses were about 100 people deep. I mean, there were probably a thousand buses that I saw wow. moving around. The traffic is hellacious. It takes mm. it takes an hour to uh, drive uh, a Las Vegas city block. Yeah. So what, so. Do, you, what do you recommend? Walk? More walking? Walk. Walk or use the monorail. Uh, the monorail system was really cool because it's five dollars mm -hmm. per ride, yep. and uh, it attaches to the Westgate Hotel, which is uh, the Las Vegas uh, Convention Center. Yep. But then it'll take you straight to the Sands Hotel, where the uh, Tech uh, oh, West right. and um, oh, 
the other halls. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> so you so you suggest getting in shape, start six months out, start walking, running, <laughs> doing exercise, because you're going to be doing a lot of walking when you get there. Right, and and bring water, bring a bottle of water. So, because it's, I mean, you can buy stuff, but I just drank so much water. I had a collapsible um, water bottle that I bought off of Amazon. I just kept filling it, and yeah. it, the air is pretty dry out there. Yeah. Great. Ed, thank you very much. Now, where can people find out more about you? Uh, well, my company is AMM Communications, and uh, my website is AMM Communications. That's one word ending with an S, dot com. Uh, I write a blog, and we specialize in helping companies drive sales, communicate better, and also hire well. Excellent. And you wrote a blog post about this this morning. Yes, we'll put a we'll put a link on. Well, hopefully, will I'm thinking we'll put a link to his blog post from uh, the show notes. Yeah, and most certainly, uh, you can get all the show notes at uh, redcanoemedia.com slash know. And this is episode forty four. All right, thank you, Ed. Thank you, um, Will. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be resume our normal programs next week, and uh, lots to talk about next week. So join us on that call. Um, thank you. Take care, everybody. See you later. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the DigiNo podcast. Check out all of the show notes and resources mentioned in today's episode at redcanoemedia.com.